Hello guys, welcome to the Anchor Book Club. My name is Olaoloa and I'm your host. Today we'll be starting a new journey as we have successfully completed the last book we were reading. I hope for those who have been reading along that it was as exciting a journey for you as it was for me. Um, I'm also looking forward to great times of knowledge, great experiences with the Holy Spirit of God even as we start a new quest today. The new book we are starting is titled On the Holy Spirit by Smith Wigglesworth and we'll be starting today with the first chapter. So I'll be proceeding with my review from my notes on chapter one chapter one of this book is titled the baptism of the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit acts chapter two verse one to four acts chapter two verse one to four says when the day of pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There is a position required for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. A positioning that is required of us is positioning that can often be described as a a position of separation, a position of devout fellowship, a position where hunger is stirred up and where people are being prepared for what they are about to receive. This positioning is a great open door into all the treasury of heaven. Now those who were in the upper room weren't there because the Holy Spirit was downloading like some kind of app that was downloading at a snail space. They weren't there for days in one place because the Holy Spirit was downloading at um, um, 20 kilobytes per per minute or per day. It It wasn't about the rate at which the Spirit of God was being ministered to them. It was a period of separation, a period of preparation for them. It was more about preparing them for what they were about to receive than it was about preparing what they were about to receive for them. Or in this case, who they were about to receive. Receiving the Holy Spirit and having access to His limitless abilities requires that a lot of work is done within us, inside of us, that we spend time deliberately focusing on Jesus Christ. A full manifestation of the Spirit of God requires a lot of death to self in so many forms. It requires a purge of 
the body and its desires in so many ways. A lot of um, weaknesses have to be shedded off to have full access to what the Spirit of God grants us. Now, taking a natural illustration, when you're about to birth something, your nutrition is dependent on what's growing inside of you. Pregnant women, for example, don't just eat anything. They are deliberate about what they ingest because of what they are being prepared to deliver. Their nutrition, their dieting is subject to the nutritional needs of the baby that is growing inside of them. So they just can't live off any form of diet because they are expecting something because something is about to come through them. That is the kind of um, preparation that we need to deliberately focus ourselves on as we are about to birth the things that the Spirit of God has deposited on our inside. Quickly, I'd like to read from the book. It says here, My friend, you need a double cure. The first need saving and cleansing and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit until the old man never rises anymore until you are absolutely dead to sin and alive to God by his spirit and know that old things have passed away when the Holy Spirit gets possession of a person he is a new man entirely his whole being becomes saturated with divine power you become a habitation of him who is all light all revelation all power all love Yes, God the Holy Spirit is manifested within us in such a way that is glorious. In this book, Wigglesworth said something about his daughter asking some men what the difference was between being saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And they said, when we were saved, it was very good. But when we received the Holy Spirit, it was more so. The Holy Spirit is our access to depths in God. Sometimes we are in a haste to rush off and start dispensing and ministering through the giftings of the Spirit of God on our inside, that we do not pay attention to the internal reworking process that is taking place in our moments of separation, in our time of drawing. Because the first recipient of the power of the Spirit of God in a believer has to be the vessel through which his works are being ministered. It is very possible for one to be divinely used and not necessarily have a full understanding or have a full um a full saturation in that spirit that is working through the person. We need not be carried away by working the works of the Spirit of God, by working the works of the Father, and not focus on on honing the fruits of the Spirit of God inside of us. We need to receive the full package. We need to receive the full package. He is our access to depth in God. The Holy Spirit is the bedrock of intimacy with the Father. Outside Him, 
this faith of ours will appear to be practically inconsistent and theoretically ambiguous. Again, I'd like to read from the book. It says here that after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have power. God will mightily move within your life. The power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, inwardly moving you until you know there is a divine plan different from anything that you have had in your life before. The Holy Spirit is our access to power, transformative power. Not only the power to do, but the power to be. Not only the power to do, but the power to be. And God wants us to have full access to Him. One does not go without the other. God is as concerned about the work that is going on inside of us as He is about the work that is going on through us. Both of them are necessarily important for us, for us believers, well-rounded believers in Christ Jesus. The full extent of redemption is harnessed through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we need it for our daily living. Now that's it for chapter 1 today. We will continue tomorrow with the second chapter. Uh, this book follows a um, sermon format so it's not uh, written in a manner that might be um, appealing for a reader in that sense so there might be some um, literary inconsistencies in the manner in which the book is written so you would and, and I, I enjoy that in a particular way because it just shows you can practically see how Smith Wigglesworth in the book was just flowing from one particular conversation on the Holy Spirit to another without necessarily following the literary patterns that um, many scholars are familiar with. Um, most importantly, I would like us to study this book and um, practice the art of fellowship along with it so that even as we read, our eyes can be open to things that go beyond the content that is written in the book literally. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I look forward to sharing some of my notes with you tomorrow also. Have a beautiful day and thank you once again. Bye-bye.